Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. The Eagles are at the podium, and we've got some white-hot Doug Peterson action coming your way. As always, I'm your host, Michael Kist. Follow my work at BleedingGreenNation.com. Follow me on Twitter at MichaelKistNFL. That's K-I-S-T. As I've alluded to already, today we have Doug Peterson talking to the media at the beginning of Eagles rookie minicamp. This was from May 10th last week, and you may have heard the rumblings on this one already as things got a little testy in an exchange regarding Carson Wentz and his recovery timetable and when asked if Wentz would be participating during the first OTA practice on May 21st. He also talks about the possibility of cross-training different players across the offensive line to play different positions whether that would be a different tackle spot with them training both at left and right tackle or perhaps some work at guard. Cross-training and versatility is something that the Eagles have placed a high value on, but as Doug pointed out, right now first-round selection Andre Dillard would be staying at his natural position at left tackle while they get him acclimated to the playbook and life in the NFL. We're also going to have a brief clip from Jeffrey Lurie's quote-unquote major announcement from last week regarding the naming rights to Lincoln Financial Field, because why not? It's May, and we got to take what we can get with the Eagles-related news. Some news on what's coming next on Bleeding Green Nation podcast tomorrow. We'll have the most important podcast in our short history as Brandon Lee Gowton and Benjamin Solak have an in-depth discussion about jersey numbers. Make sure you download that puppy. Also, you'll get your normal dose this week of the Kiston Solak Show, BGN Radio, and the QB Sco Show. And a note on the upcoming QB Sco Show, the Eagles have signed former Jaguars and Browns quarterback, 26-year-old Cody Kessler, to come in and compete with Clayton Thorson and Luis Perez. What a time to be alive. That's going to be a fantastic camp battle. Make sure you check out last week's rack of shows, including BGN Radio Episode 51, where John Stolness and Brandon Lee Gowton ranked the Eagles offense coming into the 2019 NFL season, among many other topics, and the Kiston Select Show 94, where we give our primer on the upcoming roster decisions needing to be made that could be made as a result of their respective training camp battles. The QB Sco Show 24 is a fun one as well, as me and Mark Schofield break down Clayton Thorson's game. Thorson, of course, selected in the fifth round of the 2019 NFL Draft by the Eagles. I'm also working on bringing on some special guests for the summer to keep things fresh and hopefully bring some outside perspectives on unique topics that will cover a wide range from X's and O's to analytics to roster construction, scouting, fantasy football, and much, much more. As those shows will likely be added to the Fireside Chat series here on BGN. So go back and listen to those if you haven't yet, as we've had some truly great guests that bring a wealth of information as the leading minds in the industry. One last thing before we continue, if you haven't yet, smash the subscribe button to continue getting all of this fantastic content from BGN Podcast. Leave five stars. Get us to 900 five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts because we're incredibly close to that milestone, which is amazing. Leave a funny review, too, and we'll read it on an upcoming Kiss and Solak show during the summer here. All right, time to hear what Doug Peterson 
had to say to the media when he was at the podium. How about those Sixers, right? Stay alive. Game seven, love it. No, man, I don't know. I don't know. It was fun when I did it. It's phase two now. What's... Uh, uh, it's rookie minicamp. Sorry. No. It's phase two is on hold. But you've been in phase two. We have. Yes. So so, so what's Carson's involvement been so far? Um, his involvement. Um, not going to get too specific or, you know, detail a lot of the things, but uh, he's been working, uh, encouraged by his progress and where he's at, and, and uh, just looking forward to... Uh, you know, the next few weeks with him. When OTAs start in less than two weeks, will he be on the field? How does that pertain to rookie minicamp? It's all about Carson, right? I mean, this is... No, it's about the rookies that are in this weekend. Okay. So you won't say if he's going to be on the field? Not right now, not until we get to that point. He's on the field right now in phase two. Okay. So, well, yeah. But it's a, a different type of practice, different type of workout than OTAs. Yeah, we'll address it when we get to OTAs. How can, a, how can a tryout player make this team over these three, next three days? You know, this is what I tell our tryout guys. Um, they're not only competing for this team, but there's 31 other teams. Uh, a lot of guys these last couple weekends have have uh, been a part of, uh, you know, at least two uh, rookie mini camps. And, and I think it's, for us, it's a, it's a great way to guys that were not drafted, you know, but yet on your board um, to get them now in here this weekend and really, really watch them, you know, get them in the meetings, get them. Um, with their position coaches and then watch them watch them run around you know for these next three days and and um, you know you never know um, you know we've 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 have found in, in in my past that there's there's a guy or two that that uh, end up making your roster for training camp the 90 man and uh, that's what you're hoping to get out of this weekend Talk about the quarterback position when you when you bring a rookie in and see him for the first time what do you look for and how much how much can you gain what kind of knowledge can you gain from just watching him Versus seeing all the film of him and seeing him. Yeah, and, and there's there's a lot of things we can do um, within the structure of the offseason rules and and the program with communication with with rookie players and and get them kind of caught up in the last two weeks to kind of the plays and things that are going in for rookie minicamp and you know so when they get in here really I mean yeah, obviously how they command the huddle I mean I see that confidence that that, that exudes. Um, how well they spit out the, the verbiage, the terminology, how well they pick that up. I mean, there's going to be mistakes. I mean, that's just part of this weekend. But um, we try to throw, you know, different concepts at them and see how well they can they can handle that as a young quarterback and, and kind of sort of introduce them to what it's like, you know, whether it's a regular season install or a training camp install, um, and then physically see – you know, see them out on the field. You just don't want to bog them down because then they can't go play, you know, and, and be free and relaxed in practice. What about just how they spin it? Can you see right away whether the guy has the arm strength? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You, you can tell that when we start doing our routes and, and things like that during the during the weekend. So you the other rookies, getting back to them, and maybe even some of the draft picks, a lot of them come in, you know, yesterday. They're just getting their hands on the playbook for the first time. Uh, can you tell stuff about them right away? If they, how, how quickly they pick things up when they get out on the field today? You can, um, you know, just even in the walkthrough setting that we just had, um, how how well they pick up assignments, uh, you know. And for us too, as coaches, I mean, yeah, you can you can see if they're if they're if they're just going in the right direction, then we can clean up footwork and details and communication. But if they have an idea that I'm supposed to move to the right? Right, and and that's a good thing because we got them going in the right direction. Now we can start cleaning up footwork and um, 
communication and some of the detail things with plays. But yeah, you can you can tell right away um, how well guys pick things pick things up mentally. And and then listen, everybody learns differently. Um, guys can can look at the playbook and then go right out on the field and, and execute it. Guys need to see it on paper, maybe see it on you know video, and then go out on the field. Uh, there's just many ways guys guys learn. Doug, you have extreme depth at the offensive tackle position, and maybe not so much on the interior offensive line. Is there any plan to start cross training some of your uh, you know backup offensive tackles at guard that you haven't done with before? Yeah, we're and listen, that's that's part of you know our plan all along it, it, since I've been here is we cross train a lot of guys. Um, and, and that's that's a big part of the success we've had being able to, you know, a guy like Isaac, for instance, you know, we've had to, he's he's played tackle, he's played center, he's obviously, you know, secure at guard right now. Um, but yeah, we, we cross train guys and, and make sure that we're, we're covered at all bases. What about uh, typically like Big B and- uh, I knew that's where you were going. Are, are they, uh, are, are you gonna start cross training them at guard as well? We always, listen, we're always gonna cross train those guys. Um, Big V, obviously, left tackle, right tackle, vice versa. He's been able to do that, um, and we're going to continue to do that with those guys. Does, on, does Andre fall into that category, or how do you kind of approach him just getting his feet wet? I mean, Andre's different. We're trying to get his feet wet with the playbook and, and just get him get him moving around. So, you know, at this time, we're just we're just going to kind of keep him where he's at and, and let him play there. What about Maya Mata, uh, Is he somebody that, that could play guard? Do you, do you envision his future still being a tackle? What do you think? I mean, yeah. I mean, this is a guy that uh, I think we can cross-train, and maybe we cross-train him at, at both tackle spots, you know, left tackle, right tackle. I mean, he, he's he's second year now in our system, and, and this will be a big offseason for him. And, um, you know, he's a, he's a big-body guy, and, and I think he's athletic enough. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes uh, once we get into into uh, phase three. And obviously training camp will know more when the pads come on. But, um, you know, we're going to continue, especially the young players. Um, having versatile linemen that can that can play multiple spots helps us. Hey, Doug, how much of a luxury is it to have veteran players like Jason ahead of Andre, Alshon ahead of JJ? So the, the ramp up here, it's a maybe a little bit easier for those guys? Yeah, I mean it's it's um, it's a positive, you know. They can see the veteran. Number one, I, I, what I like about it is they they see how the veteran player works, how he how he attacks the day, how he approaches the meetings, how he attacks the walkthrough. That that to me sets a standard for how the young player needs to come into our organization and and, and really buy into our culture that that we've established and what our players have established. And and then obviously to see him see that veteran player on film. You know, to watch all these cut-ups and, and watch Alshon or, um, you know, as the quarterbacks, to watch Carson, how they handle game situations. And, and I think it's so valuable just to see the veteran player, if I'm a young player, to uh, uh, embrace that and, and learn from that and, and grow. When you're, looking at a, when you're looking at a quarterback like Clayton Dorson and everything, like, what kind of things do you look for as as far as him being able to pick up things pretty quickly, and, and, and are you confident that, that he can, you know, do that? Yeah, I mean, it just, uh, you know, how well he, st it just, it just, for us, it's it, from the quarterback position, it starts in the huddle. And, and, and you know, he's got to be able to get the play, you know. Mike Grove gives him the play. He's got to process it. He's got to call it in the huddle, get the guys to the line of scrimmage, the cadence, you know, how well he, he processes the defense if it's a, if it's a play where we have multiple options, you know, um, how well he can process that. And listen, it, the things we do at this level, I mean, a lot of these college guys, especially at the quarterback position, have done. 
it's just a matter of picking up the terminology and now being able to kind of do that in the huddle setting, you know, with different guys. And, and uh, um, that to me is, is the importance of this weekend and, and kind of get his feet wet, you know, uh, and, you know, Luis as well. I mean, you know, both those guys are learning our system right now. Running back's a position where it seems like rookies can have a big impact. Uh, is that what you see for Miles, and, and what do you want to see from him in the next few weeks? Yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is a great opportunity for Miles, number one, to come in and 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 really um, begin to understand. I think our playbook, you know, and the terminology, the the the, the footwork might be different than what he's used to. Um, and you know he's obviously talented, and and we're excited to get him in here and get him going. Deuce is you know going to work with these guys, and every day, like we've been doing in phase two. Once we get out of rookie camp next week, still finish up phase two, and uh, we get our rookies in with us and get to spend more time with them next week, and um, it'll be valuable for them, you know, leading up to OTAs. Please excuse me for interrupting, but we do have to pay some bills, so we'll be right back with Doug Peterson plus some Jeffrey Laurie right after the break. Hashtag Fly Eagles Fly. Did you start looking at uh, our tape of our Sega Whiteside in the pre-draft process? Was there a play or a game that that stood out to you? Uh, wasn't necessarily a you know any of that. I mean, for me, it was you know as, as you go down uh, a list of guys, and and he was one that um, you know you look at height, weight, speed, and you kind of go, hmm, let's check him out, you know, and then and then Howie Joe. You know, say hey, continue to check guys out, and they, they're constantly giving us, you know, as coaches, giving us list of players to, to look at and check out and write reports on, and um, you know, just impressed with his his ability to, to elevate. He, he's 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 big, he's tall, he's athletic, um, good speed, uh, good hands. I mean, all the things you see on film, it just kind of catches your eye, you know, and then you just continue to watch more tape. For you to stay patient in this process, I'm sure over time, you know, you've learned to do so. But when you have all these rookies coming in from different teams, learning the playbook, learning speeds, and things like that, um, it's just from experience. Honestly, um, I've been a part as a player, you know, in these rookie camps, and um, now as a coach, I mean, it's just it's just part of. It. It's exciting for us as coaches too. Number one, we get our draft picks in here. We get our our, our, you know, undrafted guys, and then you get to see these tryout players, and and you know, for us as coaches, it's the first time that we get to really put our sort of you know stamp on on these on these players, and um, yeah, there's a there's a there's a level of patience you got to have, especially now. I mean, this is we're still in the off season, and we're still learning, we're still putting in our our offense, defense, and special teams plans, and. Um, you got to give them time to grow, you know, and, and I think, you know, as you get into training camp, um, you know, then, then the patience starts to kind of wear thin and a little more thin and a little more thin because now it's all about execution and by then they should understand what's going on. So, but right now it's, it's all about patience and really we want to help them succeed, you know. Um, we don't want anybody to fail, you know. Um, we want them all to to do well. So, so, more questions, please. Do more. By, by the end of this little camp here, but especially just the rookies, what is the goal for you and the coaching staff with these kids? Well, number one, I think, is just come out healthy. That'd be the number one goal. Number two is really, um, particularly with our draft picks, we're talking about those five guys. Really see how they begin to handle the scheme that 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 we're presenting. Um, 
And and then and then you know it's hard to sit here and go, okay, well he's going to have this role, that role. We we don't know that yet. I mean we're we're not we're not there. We're not even close. And and yet um, to be able to really now say, hey, these guys are, can help us. They can help us, you know, down the road and and um, really really begin to sort of. Uh, it gets the wheels turning, like how can we use a player, you know, uh, how can he fit into our system? Um, but those are all things that are kind of training campish when we begin to, to play games. Talk about uh, anything you need to do differently with guys that you bring in, whether they're tryout guys, drafted guys, and they're local versus, you know, guys that are drafted from, you know, like in Andre's case from the other side of the country. Like, do you notice anything that you have to do different about just handling life and all the things that come around with that when you have guys that are from Philly or from the area? I mean, no, I mean, it, you know, the, all these guys come in kind of, kind of, kind of bright eyed, you know, um, obviously the guys that, you know, like a Sharif who's coming back home. I mean, it's, it's exciting for him that, you know, to be a part of this organization um, that he grew up watching and, and then even having, you know, Miles Sanders just at Penn state, probably watching us and the Steelers and the Ravens and all, you know, this area of the country, um, you know, we just make sure that, that uh, they, they stay focused on, on task. I mean, this is now their job, you know. This is their opportunity to um, begin their legacy in the National Football League and begin to put their mark on their careers and how do they want that to look. And, and so we continue to educate them uh, through, through a lot of, you know, uh, you know, player development programs and things like that to, to help them, you know, along the way. All right, thanks, sir. Uh, what are you hoping to see out of him and Bates and Tompkins as well, the other Penn State guys this weekend? Wow. That's a fine. <laughs> Can I do that? Can I start finding that? I mean, no, no, no different than any of the rookies we got, you know. Um, we just want to see them run around and, and, again, how well they can – they can execute the, the the call, the plan, just to um, begin the process of of uh, you know of their development and and how 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 do we see them as coaches? How do we see them down the road? Where can they you know make an impact on our offense or defense or special teams? And um, that's really the the biggest the biggest uh, I think goal for us as coaches this weekend is just to to begin that that process. All right, thanks, guys. So that was Doug Peterson from the Rookie Minicamp Day 1. Now let's kick it to the final mini portion of the show, Jeffrey Lurie's big announcement. A great day, so I can say it anyhow. I'm Merrill Reese, and I've been the voice of the Eagles since 1977, some think 1877, and I've broadcast every Eagles game ever played here at Lincoln Financial Field. And today we are here to celebrate a terrific partnership that goes beyond business. Joining me today is Dennis Glass and Lisa Buckingham from Lincoln Financial Group. Don Smolensky, the president of Philadelphia Eagles, Mayor Jim Kenney. And now I would like to welcome Jeffrey Lurie, chairman and CEO of the Eagles and the best owner in the National Football League to make a very important announcement. Well, everybody, uh, welcome to Lincoln Financial Field. Today, we're here to celebrate a terrific, terrific partnership that goes well beyond business. We're here to celebrate what has become an iconic symbol of Philadelphia. Joining me today is Dennis Glass and Lisa Buckingham from Lincoln Financial Group, 
Don Smolensky, our team president, as you all know. Now, without further delay, I'm here to really announce that we've extended our relationship with Lincoln Financial Group through the 2032 season. So you won't get tired of hearing Lincoln Financial Field. <laughs> this, this, uh, this, this extension has been under works for a couple of months, but you know, it really started with a handshake in the fall of 2001. Since that first meeting, the Philadelphia Eagles and Lincoln Financial Group, we've been family. We've seen a lot of great times in this building. Three NFC Championship games, the miracle of 4th and 26, high-profile concerts, and of course, raising the Super Bowl 52 banner. As proud and happy as I am about the past, I'm also excited about the future and what is to come. With that, I'd like to welcome Dennis to say a few words before I sit down. I want to personally thank Dennis, Lincoln Financial Group, Mayor Kenny, and our incredible fans for the first 16 years of the partnership in this amazing building. So thank you all very much.